Oh, uh, okay. Like, yeah. Just very disingenuous. Yeah, just very. And the director he had some really weird responses in interviews. Like, he said, gentlemen pr- prefer blondes is just about like really well dressed, high class whores. And I'm like, Jesus Jeez. Christ, dude. Like, it seems like why'd you pick a dude who clearly doesn't know anything about Marilyn Monroe and clearly has no patience for Marilyn Monroe stuff mm-hmm. to do a Marilyn Monroe movie? Right? That sounds weird. It's really fucking weird, <laughs> especially based off of a book that had no interest in telling Marilyn Monroe's true story to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's, it's a combination of what the fuckeries all over. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Three Geeks podcast. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> So yeah, blonde sucks. <laughs> so what a what a what a great opener. It's perfect. I speaking of sucks. So I found um, out that on Friday, a uh, movie based on Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's trial is already out and on Tubi. Already. Already. Cast seems... films. And is, it, is it a movie or is it like a documentary? Documentary. That's fair. I could pump that up pretty quick, I imagine. I'm pretty sure it's a movie. Like, they got people to actually play Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I don't want to watch the trailer, because I didn't want to watch the trial. Yeah, I don't want to give that thing my time or money. Like, it's (laughs) ridiculous. Speaking of something similar, I saw a trailer for the Harvey Weinstein movie, and oh Oh boy. What is happening? (laughs) Yeah. I gotta say, though, at least with the Harvey Weinstein movie, like, they gave it some time. (laughs) Johnny Depp is still in the news. Like, it's still actively news. Yeah, when I say, like, you know what, this is all gonna make for great biopic material, I what I mean is, like, decades later, when hopefully we're too far removed from it, and also, like, (laughs) we've evolved as society tends to do, evolve or devolve, I don't know, but hopefully, like, I don't know, our point of view isn't as grotty as it was when the story actually broke. So, ridiculous. What are we doing? Channel this into better horror movies (laughs) or more horror movies. (laughs) All the horror movies. Uh, Justin. I mean, Harvey Weinstein is pretty scary. Go ahead, sir. Before the show, you said you saw Don't Worry, Darling? Yep. I also saw it. What did you think? I liked it. I mean, some guy that sat behind me, so I don't take credit for the same, but like, I think it's pretty accurate. Is It's just a longer Black Mirror episode. Like, it seemed like it was it's pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, I um, I enjoyed it too. Uh, I understand the complaints from critics. Like, there's nothing new in this movie. We've seen something similar before. Oh, uh, yeah. But sure. man, Florence Pugh does a fantastic, fantastic job in this role. 
I really liked her, and the acting is pretty on par. I mean, um, Chris Pine does a great job. Um, Harry Styles does better than I ever expected him to do, to be honest. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I Harry Styles did great. I thought I thought he did really good. Yeah, um, the ending was kind of ambiguous. Did you read it as ambiguous? Uh, I mean, I read it as I don't give any spoilers. I don't know. Uh, I I don't think it was ambiguous in terms of what happened, just in terms of what's going to happen next for for the lady, right? I, yeah. Yeah. It, it, yes. The the um the means as to which everything was happening was a bit of a mm -hmm. surprise. I don't think we'd ever seen that. Specific. Oh, that was quite a curveball. Yeah instance of this being done before but um yeah no overall it was it's good movie it's fine i saw it as a double feature with jaws uh <laughs> last sunday that's fun well i took i took the boy to see jaws and then kylie wanted, wanted to see the harry styles movie so sure. i'm like oh harry styles movie here we go even though harry styles is he's in some pretty good movies he's in dunkirk um but um I didn't know what to expect of Harry Styles and his work because the only thing I've ever seen him act in was at the very end of Eternals, and I was already checked out halfway through that movie. I'm I'm really curious what she thought of this Harry Styles movie, just because it's not what you probably expect when you think Harry Styles movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> she liked it. That's what she said. She okay. liked it. Um, she ends up liking most things. It's just something she got to make her watch to the first time to really enjoy. But. Uh, no, I thought it was good. It's a three and a half out of five, I'd say. That's a solid rating. I probably I can get oh, behind that number. I thought you said it's a three and a half hour movie. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't no. have waited. I wouldn't have no. Oh my god, that'd have been awful. But um, one of the things I want to talk about today is I went and saw Jaws, and I've seen Goonies and Ghostbusters and Star Wars, Back to the Future, so on and so forth, back in the theaters, and they were all like. You know, the 4K masters, great quality, like experience, sound was fantastic. Jaws looked like a VHS tape as I was watching it on the big screen. Like, I don't know what they did. And I was wondering, like, as film fans for you guys, would you rather see a movie in its original um, showing, like, style? Or would you rather them give you the best possible experience? Because for me, if I'm going to pay that extra money, because I could have sat at home and watched Jaws in a better quality environment, because I have it on 4K, than it was going to the theaters. I was, I was really disappointed at some of the blurriness and some of the scenes and so forth. Like, it's ten ten plus dollars to go to the movies now. Like, I, I, give me give me an experience. I think I mean, it just it depends on the movie too, because sometimes it can't be helped the quality of the film um, with regards to you know film grain or scratches or things like that, because there are just some movies that you know don't survive long well unless they've already been digitally like transferred or remastered like that's really weird that you got a vhs like a vhs quality of jaws on the big screen because there's plenty of you know hd you know prints or, or you know what i mean like there's plenty of mm -hmm. been plenty of mm -hmm. hd like remasters of it i'm sure that would hold up on a big movie screen maybe there was something to do with the actual theater or the projector or something that's that's very possible and i you know, somebody mentioned to me, like, well, you have VHS tapes. And I'm like, yes, if I want the VHS experience, I can do that within my own home. And it doesn't cost me anything to go out and have that experience. But when I go to the theater and pay that money and venture into society, I want I want the best experience that I could possibly have. Right. I was just disappointed because, like, 
on 4K, Jaws is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was taken aback. I'm like, wow. Well, you know, stuff like that. And when it comes to, say, something like a film shot for IMAX or things like that, you know, there, there are noticeable things. Like I saw, I saw The Dark Knight when it first came out in both a regular, you know, theater going experience and IMAX. And certainly, like, when you see it in the regular theater screening, the bigger spectacle stuff that was shot on IMAX definitely becomes a little bit more noticeable. Like, something's a little different with regards to the the frame or the scope of the, the film being shot. But it, it didn't distract. But for something like, I don't know, like, something that was originally a TV special and you put it up on, like, the big screen or something like that. I don't really care about that too much. If it's shot specifically for a theatrical experience and it ends up looking like poo-poo on, on the screen, then, yeah, I'm not all for that. But I, 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 just, find, I find a lot of the Fathom events have that issue sometimes. Because yeah, sometimes, that's true. Because sometimes it's a, like a, a simultaneous broadcast across various chains of that event, and there's going to be, I don't know, bandwidth issues or whatever taking place. But if it's like a specific, like, print or a specific copy of the film being shown in that theater there shouldn't be an excuse that it has to be like a really low res quality you're seeing yeah i probably might might have been the thing i'm just glad tony had seen jaws before because like i wouldn't have wanted that to be his first experience with jaws and yeah what about you justin i i think i lean towards what you're saying jason if i'm gonna, if I'm gonna go pay a premium to go see the film i want it to be in the best quality that it can be assuming the content hasn't changed, right? Because I think that we talked about this off air around like when they remastered Star Wars and added a bunch of stuff. Like if the only quality we got to see the original film is is crappy, then let's just do that. But like if I'm going to go see a, a movie and it's not unaltered in terms of outside of the quality of the movie, then give me the best resolution you possibly can and give me the best sound you can and the best overall experience, right? Because this is me getting on my soapbox, but no, Thing frustrates me more is like going again and get sessions saying like drink and it being just terrible. Like I'm paying you seven dollars for like something that I could go to the gas station and get for fifty cents. Like make that experience. Everything should be great when it comes to stuff like that, in my opinion. They really are gas station hot dogs at the uh, movie theaters, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes they're trash. And it's just like, well, like, why are we paying a premium for you to give me garbage? And it's not like I can get my money back. My mouth's been on it. Like, it's like, what am I going to do? Every time Tony asks me for a hot dog at the movie theater, I just, I can't help it but groan a little bit like, oh, this is going to cost me $27. <laughs> I've never, I've never ventured beyond just regular popcorn and a drink. Uh, maybe milk duds, but those are already, you know, pre. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I've had bad experience with just the drink. Sorry to interrupt. I've never wanted to get like nachos or anything like that Mm -hmm. at the theater. I'm like, yeah. Just give me your bread and butter. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Scott, is that really you? It's really me. What's up? Wow. Scott is on the show. (laughs) What's going on, guys? Not so much, buddy. It's nice to have you here. This is is basically our chat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We haven't had Scott on the show since the last Cobra Kai season dropped. <laughs> yeah, every time Cobra Kai drops, I I awake and rear my head. Well, let's talk about it, Scott, because um, season four, the previous season, you and I both really enjoyed. I think we both said it was our favorite on Netflix so far. Season three, we thought was kind of a lull, a step back. And then obviously we like seasons one and two. But um, mm-hmm. let's talk about season five. What do you think? Uh, overall, I really liked it. Um, I think this is my new favorite Netflix season. Um, 
I actually don't remember much of season three or four. Three just felt kind of like an awkward like transition between uh, the YouTube and the, the Netflix. Yeah, so that's fair. Like it was kind of finding its footing again. Yeah, three definitely um, saw it like running place a little bit. Uh, season four, season four and five is a good one-two punch. It's the start of the Terry Silver storyline, right. and um, no, I agree. Season five is, I think, I think season four and five are my favorites of the series so far. And the reason I like season five so much is because up to this point, the Johnny and um, Daniel storyline wasn't progressing. Like they were yeah. continuously teasing that they were going to become friends and work together to stop you know, crease and silver, and then we go backwards. But um, mm -hmm. with seasons four and five, that storyline finally progressed. We got to see them working together and, you know, stopping this. And I I really like season five because so much of the story um, just moved forward. And um, bringing back the lady from Karate Kid 3, I, I really like how they did that. One of the things I've really enjoyed about the show is how they bring back past uh, characters and make it make sense to the story. And it was cool because she is technically what his sister-in-law now, right? Uh, cousin-in-law, I guess it's his wife's cousin. Okay. Um, I did really enjoy when they went to the bar because I guess she, she flew back to Ohio. I don't remember if that was part of Karate Kid three, if um, she ever said that she was from Ohio, but like they walk into a bar and there's a bunch of Browns in Ohio state, you know stuff all over the walls it doesn't really look like an ohio bar but you know <laughs> i was like oh that's cool and i didn't remember that aspect but it's been a long time since i've seen karate kid 3 and karate so. kid and the devil being in ohio we're in good company i guess yeah <laughs> i haven't seen that yet either um <laughs> anyway um the the only thing i didn't like about this season was the ending i thought like they really don't need a giant fight set piece at the finale of every single season like they had already set up this big worldwide tournament that i assumed was not going to be till next season so i didn't need them to have like this gigantic like knockdown drag out <laughs> fight between like you know every single existing character all in like three different places uh this podcast sorry <laughs> sorry Scott. i'm actually on the podcast you're on the podcast <laughs> What's up, Max? How's it going? How's dog jog? Dog jog uh, is fucking terrible. My wife decided <laughs> to torture us today. So we did get to do a three-mile walk with the dogs. Ugh. Right. Fun. <laughs> and he was murdered. And yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. We're about to cross the finish. So I, I wanted to be on for the crossing of the finish line. I'm actually going to run. So we run across the finish, hey? Look at I haven't seen Max run since run. third grade. Oh, snap. There it is. Woo! We did it. We did it. Such good content for our audio. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I really like I will, it. I will leave the mic now. Sorry about that. Sorry for my uh, commandeering of the podcast. <laughs> Max is like, somebody's talking about Cobra Kai. I got to interrupt. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna dog jog his way through it. <laughs> no, it's I, good. good to see you, man. the The big ninja fight didn't bother me so much, but I I did like the uh, fight with Johnny and Silver, or not Johnny, Daniel and Silver at the end, though. Yeah, 
I like how it harkened back to everything he taught him in Karate Kid 3. It just feels like kind of like half wrapped up. Like I assume Silver's going to get out of prison and like, and then you got, you know, Crease on the run. But like, it was weird. Like they break into this dude's house and place of business and assault him and his employees. But he's the only one who goes to prison at the end just because Stingray's like, oh yeah, by the way, I lied in my testimony. And the cops are like, all right, that's good enough for us. Take him away. Like it just felt kind of flimsy the way they wrapped it up. Listen, listen, with Cobra Kai, we've already we've talked about this with season one. I think there's a certain level of like believability that you just have to accept, <laughs> right? Uh, but um, yeah, I, I one more season. I I'm, I love this show. I love everything about it. But um, I'm I'm all for them wrapping it up with season six because that's where we're at. And then down the road, they want to make some cobra kai movies but we don't need to keep spinning the story like they defeated the dojo which is what they set out to do the only thing left out there is crease yeah i don't know what they're gonna do because like the tournament like cobra kai and miyagi do whatever are in and it ends with everyone quitting cobra kai at the end so i'm just like not sure how that's gonna play out like they set up the tournament and it's gonna be like a you know, one final battle between these two warring dojos to end all. And then it's like, oh, and by the way, we found out they were cheating at tournaments, so we all walk away, and now it's effectively dead. Unless they introduce, like, a ton new characters. Like, oh, this was one of their other locations, and these kids are all assholes. Like, What if they? Tr- what if Cobra Kai turns into the Foot Clan and just transitions to a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? They pretty much were the first clan, Justice. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of already are. <laughs> just better at karate. They're the first clan, but better at karate. Get, get a Master Tatsu to guest star. That's right. That'd be sweet. How would be awesome would that be? I, I would watch Cobra Kai if Master Tatsu showed up. And, and have, him be, have him have his horrible dub voice like he did in the movies. There you go. Uh, but, Attack. Uh, Scott, I don't know if you know, but uh, who was the villain in the Hillary Swank movie? Hillary Swank. Oh, next Karate Kid. Yeah. Oh, next Karate Kid. That's another one that I haven't seen. In a Michael long Ironside, time. I think, wasn't he? Wasn't it Michael Ironside? Was like the head of like the high school security or whatever. Yeah, that sounds familiar. It, there you go. That's our villain for the final season. I mean, they're talking about is just a great villain yeah. all around. So yeah, She's they've been talking back. about her. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've been teasing her, not like in the show, but just like you know, in on Twitter and stuff like that. Like, oh, we'd love to have her and. Like she might have already appeared. She hasn't appeared yet, but it's, right. it's gonna be all the kids from the from the uh what's his name movie. The what's the name of that kid? Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith. No, oh god, Will Smith just like they've already established what if it's just Will Smith smacking people. They've already established that movie is not in this continuity, but um I did like the moment where it's um chosen and Johnny and they're comparing all of the bad things they did to Daniel growing up. Yeah. I their, that yeah, their fun. club scene was pretty fun. Yeah. Like just and seeing them all like hang out and be friends. And I'm so glad Michael Barnes was not an asshole. Like, come on, this, these people cannot still be assholes. Like every time we meet one of them, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that that was like definitely like a comedic beat where he's like on the phone. And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut their legs off and blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Okay, he's obviously not talking about killing Daniel." But Daniel's like, oh, I gotta get in there. Uh, you're such a psycho, man. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm just, I'm just running a business. <laughs> I'm just trying to sell furniture. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is clearly. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Chosen buys that couch. 
I, I love like... Chosen. Chosen. Yeah, I, I like he was he was the highlight of the season for me. I did how he like knocked out all the moving crew. That was that was that had a good. <laughs> like even though I was kind of like cringing at the whole like this is obviously a comedic beat like bringing back this old asshole like the fact that Chosen like shows up and it just shows all the unconscious like dock workers like that was pretty funny. I do got to say that Terry Silver, the guy who plays Terry Silver, like his acting in this show is really, I think it's really solid. And um, he's probably like beyond the actors on this show. Like he's, everybody else is bringing like 60%. He came with like 300%. Like I really liked watching Terry Silver in this season. Yeah, no, he's, he's good. And he's definitely like, I don't know if they're going to try and humanize him the way they will with Kreese. Like, he's just straight up a villain, so. No, they won't. I mean, they've already established that he's an uh, evil guy. Right. So We'll see. Um, yeah, Max, one more. I think Max they got one more. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm not sure he realizes his camera's still on. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, oh, God, I can't look at that. <laughs> yeah, no, one more season, and then if they... I don't know why my mic keeps moving. Yeah, I thought it was a something for me, but you keep... Yeah, no, one more season, and then if they uh, want to do movies down the road, go for it. I know that Sony announced a Karate Kid movie, and everybody from Cobra Kai came out and said, we have nothing to do with that. Yeah. That's unfortunate, because they'd probably have a lot of good ideas for it. I don't know. Yeah, they used up all their ideas in Cobra Kai. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Sony is, we all know, Sony's, you know, they come out with some awful ideas, and Cobra Kai's big. It's Netflix's like second biggest show right now, and of course Sony wants to cash in on that as much as possible, but I don't want to see it if it's not connected to these. It doesn't have to be connected to the characters, but I would like the same team to go in and do it, because they've gotten the tone of what this show and what this universe should be at this point, and I wouldn't want anything else. It's probably a fucking sequel to the Jaden Smith movie. They're like, well, we can't touch the Cobra Kai universe, so we'll bring Jaden back because that worked really well for Cobra Kai. I'm not sure the Smiths are on good standing right now any, with anybody right now, right? Like, Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, is, is Will Smith still an executive producer for the show? Because he yeah. was when it was on YouTube. So. He owns the rights to Karate Kid. Hmm. Or at least well, maybe if that's the case, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's a four and a half out of five. Very I binged it in about 30. <laughs> I binged it as fast as I could humanly binge it. Like within three hours, the show was done. I didn't go quite that fast. It was like two days for me. But it was, I think it did it drop like on a Friday or something. I feel like I watched it over a weekend. Nice. I don't know. But yeah, I really enjoyed it too. Um, I don't know, four out of five. Enjoyed so it. So are we? Are, is it confirmed the sixth is the last season? Do they, they already announce that? I don't it's think not. they've even confirmed another season yet. Oh, gotcha. no, they've hinted at it. They they've already filmed scenes for season six. So, as far as the creators go, season six is coming. But Netflix has not officially. I I can't think of any reason Netflix won't renew it, because like I said, it is their cash cow. That's why it came out. It wasn't supposed to come out till December, and they dropped it in September because they need content that people want to watch other than Stranger Things. 
even though they're saying Cobra Kai season six will be delayed a couple years. So, you know, they got a couple years until Stranger Things comes out. Now they have a couple years before Cobra Kai comes out. So we'll see. We'll see what Netflix does in the meantime. Both these shows with like these kids just growing up way faster mm-hmm. than they're producing the the things. But I guess that doesn't matter with this tournament because it's not the under eighteen all valley anymore. Oh well, yeah, all of them and look like they're in their early twenties at this point, and they're still in high school. I gotta <laughs> say though, the Cobra Kai kids pulled off slightly better than the uh, Stranger Things kids pulled it off as far Agreed. as being super young. Not that I didn't enjoy Stranger Things. It's just the believability that they're the age. That yeah, they are getting pretty old. Is more so in Cobra Kai. I think also part of that, too, is like these kids in Cobra Kai, like they're allowed to be contemporary kids. But also mm-hmm. like, you, you know, in Stranger Things, you have to relegate. What's his name? The guy who plays Will. You have to relegate him with that haircut because 80s. Yeah, <laughs> so, it looks good on him when he's a little kid, when he's... 16, 17. Yeah, that bolt cut ain't working. That bolt cut's a little... And I know that's how a lot of 16, 17-year-olds in the 80s look, probably, but... It just doesn't fit his face. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like, that. that's an almost grown-ass man with a haircut <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, since we're in October, has anyone watched the, the Dahmer thing? The Dahmer show? No. I'm not I want that. to. I've heard it's very, very good, because... Um... It's creepy. I watched the first episode. It was... Is creepy. They go in with the fact of it's focused mostly on the victims, correct? The first episode, um, you kind of watch. Uh, hopefully, anyone cares. I spoiled the first episode. Uh, Hold on. It's, 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 it's basically his last victim. It's him getting arrested. Yeah, yeah. And then it, it works into like I assume an anthology of different victims through the next couple of episodes, or at least the rest of the series. I've always contended that Evan Peters is one of the best actors on television. And, um, you know, he's never really had because his roles on American Horror Story, whether the season has been weak or not. But Evan Peters has always stood out. And I haven't seen Dahmer yet, but I've heard in Dahmer he nails it. Like people said that oh, he is super. He doesn't yeah. win an Emmy. Yeah, he's, like, he's, he's very like believable as a creepy dude. Yeah. yeah, I I can't wait to see it. Like I said, a huge Evan Peters stand and. I just I want to see this show because I've heard it's fantastic. Did the uh, did the families okay? I read an article that they were getting re-traumatized by the, yeah. the whole thing. Whole yeah, so I'm probably it. not going to watch it. It's one thing that like it's again, if it's a kind of far removed enough story, and the families, or at least you know whoever's left of the estate of the family is like, sure, but yeah, I'm not sure they agree to this whole thing. Sorry. I think he might, he might be great in it, but I'm just like stuff like that. It's one thing if it's like it's a documentary, and clearly you're gonna be pulling from the, them as sources and things like that. But like, nah, not this type of stuff. It was, was the last victim that got re-traumatized a bit, but as far as I know, they were working with the, or at least letting their stories be shown because that was something that was a plus that the victims were actually the ones being showing like how awful it was for them. My uh, my aunt. Uh, uh, went to like she was went to school near where he was like killing and she said she like watched the first like half of the first episode and was just out so i also heard kind of you know close to home evidence of people getting re-traumatized so yeah i I don't think i'm gonna watch it as good as it is like mike was saying like documentaries are one thing but like dramatic retellings where they kind of have more artistic license to show 
more things like oh yeah it's definitely like, dark yeah if i if i had any type of emotional attachment to it yeah i'm not sure I would really like I, I was okay with the mind hunter series mainly because it was because it was more about like the investigation of what goes into trying to create a profile of a serial killer and things mm -hmm. like that and it was more about the investigators doing their job than it was focusing on like hey here's btk killing people like BTK right, right. is referenced throughout the show, and you see glimpses here and there, but it's not like, oh, we're gonna just show him straight up slaughtering people. It's like, mm -hmm. oh no, for sure, yeah, yeah. It definitely gets graphic in terms of that. Like even in that first episode, you can kind of see where it's heading to. Let me know how it goes, Justin, because I, I think I'm gonna watch it. But um, I I'm more interested because I heard it takes place a lot in the trial, and that's the part of it I'd like to see the most. I heard that. Happens well, yeah, because that first episode, I think it's the cops interviewing him. So it's probably going through each or the, this. I don't know. I'm sure all the killings are significant, but it's not that many episodes. So at least the, the highlights of the those and then probably to your point, probably the trial. That makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Let me know how it goes. What, what's your rating for the first episode? Um, It's probably probably a four out of five. I mean, it, it, it does what it's supposed to do. It's super creepy and it kind of it's very visceral in terms of that. So, yeah. Is Jeffrey Dahmer still alive? No, he got killed. He got killed in prison. I think he got killed in prison. He's definitely dead. I just don't know. I think he was in prison. Okay. But, um, shoot, I was had somewhere I was going to go after you said Jeffrey Dahmer and the, the Dahmer series. And I, what's everybody watching? The Halloween started yesterday. And, um, I, Phantasm on Blu ray, the, the complete five collection, has been going on Amazon for like, Two hundred dollars, and they finally released it again for twenty for all five <laughs> movies. So I like jumped on that as soon as it arrives. I plan on binging the Phantasm movies. But what's everybody watching right now? Uh, I just got Bullet Train. So if anyone wants to watch Bullet Train, you can come over to my house and watch it on Amazon Prime. So I bought the digital version of it. I like I like Bullet Train a lot. I know you did. I want to see it so bad, man. After. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see it, and then like the second trailer like showed the whole movie, and I was like, oh. <laughs> but then you gave it a glowing review, and you and I are pretty close. Um, yeah, what we uh, like, yeah. and I I want to see Bullet Train too because I like it when Brad Pitt plays that guy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, well, so I've watched House of the Dragon, and I'm one behind on Lord of the Rings. That's place that I've been watching. I heard Lord of the Rings got great up with on... the last two. I yeah. disagree oh, with it's, that. We're starting to pick it up. Sorry, Scott, what were you saying? <laughs> no, I was just saying I just caught up on Lord of the Rings uh, yesterday. I do not think it's picking up that well <laughs> for me to get through every week. Yeah. Yeah. Lord, um, here's the, th the thing about Lord of the Rings. I was thinking about this earlier earlier in the weekend as I was watching you know, this week's episode. It's just that the main like conflict stuff is the least engaging stuff for me. Like the mm -hmm. build up to we gotta get Sauron. That that's the most disengaging stuff for me in the show. The littler the smaller stories, like I love Elrond and Durin's repairing their relationship mm -hmm. stuff. I, I'm a sucker for Hobbit ish type stuff, so I don't mind the family trudging through whatever with the stranger. I tune out whenever I would get to that village of people with that kid with the sword. <laughs> and I tune out sometimes whenever we're, you know, dealing with Numenor stuff. 
So well, if you don't haven't seen this most recent episode, you might want to give that one a skip because it's all just those two groups that you don't like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it couldn't be interesting. I'm just like I don't know. I I feel like this could have worked better as an anthology series of something like Tales from Middle Earth. Just show us like these different kind of species or these different types of people just doing their day to day live and lives in Middle Earth and. You know, why does everything have to build towards Sauron? Because, again, I love the Elrond and Durin relationship stuff. Like, that's fascinating to me. How mm-hmm. They're trying to repair a damaged friendship that, you know, has been through decades of indifference and strife and prejudice and stuff like that. But anything having to do with Sauron, I'm just like, I know where this is going. That's the thing, too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know where this ultimately goes. Yeah. <laughs> Let me guess. Sauron is defeated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched the first five minutes of the Fellowship of the Rings. I know where this goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that's the the prequel problem. Uh, I just, uh, uh, yeah. So I haven't started watching Lord of the Rings yet. I've gotten glowing reviews from some people, and some people are like, "Oh, it's just okay," and there's a lot of like drudgery. But uh, yeah, I'm just like, "Hey, man!" Like I, I, I wish that it was something involving nobody we'd ever heard of. Yeah. yeah. Or or what happens after? You know, like what what happens after? Yeah, well, like, there's no source know. material for that. It's just the, yeah. the fourth age. <laughs> but it doesn't but it doesn't even matter because you're gonna piss off all the Tolkien fans either way. Because it's like they're dealing with like kind of vague history that he didn't flesh out. And then you're gonna get people like that's not how it happens. Like clearly his one page that describes this entire thing was hinting at something different. Or if you go into the future, it's like, well, he never wrote anything, so what right do they have to take artistic liberties with Tolkien's work? Like, you can't, you're in a no-win scenario either yeah, way. you really can't win with Lord of the Rings people, for sure. I, I, I'm really excited for, like, the Mines of Moria being probably unfolding. That's my most exciting, like, storyline, I think, because they're digging deep in Khazad Dune, right? I, I think that that... Mm-hmm. All I want is a Balrog. Just give me I mean, a Balrog. Yeah. And the Balrog's Balrog. in the trailers. So yeah, you kind of get a Balrog in that one tale being told. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, with the tree. Yeah, with the tree. But but there is a Balrog in like one of the trailers. Like it's. Oh, oh, yeah. oh okay. I didn't know that. Cool. It's a whole different Balrog. They've. Uh... <laughs> it's a whole different place and a whole different Balrog. <laughs> His name's Barry. Um, yeah. <laughs> his name is Jeff. Barry the Bell Jeff the Ball <laughs> I think my least favorite part is that they're trying to, I think they're trying to like fuck with the fans. Cause like there's definitely, they have like multiple characters set up like this could be Sauron. Oh no, mm-hmm. this could be Sauron in disguise. Cause he's like a shapeshifter at this point. And well, he doesn't have Yeah. Cause form. age two, he's in, um, he takes on the guys. He, yeah. he coaxes them into making the rings under like the guise of somebody. Isn't yeah. he in like Numenor though? Like, isn't that hold the Samarillion? Isn't that a, a thing where he's like speaking like venom in like poisoning in Numenor for a well, while? That's what I mean, yeah, he's like he takes yeah. on a persona of like yeah, someone who's guiding events, you know, behind yeah. the scenes. Like like you said, being an Iago type of character. To well, help. he can shape shift, so I'm curious if he's like multiple. Yeah, that's true. Like that could be the. I mean, it'd be weird for how he is in different places, but like they might be like, oh, he was he was all of the suspects. Like <laughs> my, my current, my current Tim yeah. Curry shows up and he's just like, I shot <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So my I think money is on that dude with the beard. 
Yeah, the the guy who fell from the the sky, yeah. the stranger. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No, and Numenor, the guy with the oh, beard. Halbrand. The... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, or are you talking about like the the that the merchant guy? guy? I forget his name. I'm not good with names. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The, the guy was like he's like the cat. Uh, what's his title? Chancellor or something like yeah, that. That's where my money currently is, but I don't know if it's right or not. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think because there's like hints that the the old guy who could be Gandalf is actually Sauron because like the that, crater that'd be that clever. In, I would, uh, yeah, that'd be quite. Like a the crater that he landed in kind of looks like the eye. I've seen like that, and I was like, oh, okay. Amnesiac Sauron. Yeah. <laughs> but then you'd so. be like, why does he forget that halflings can be pretty important? <laughs> Yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah, somebody brought that up as <laughs> counter to that. So I just think it's a bunch of fan speculation. I think they did it on purpose. I don't oh, think sure. he's in there at all. <laughs> yeah, but again, but you have so many people who know so much about like, you know, Tolkien and everything he wrote, even though it's kind of limited in this well, regard. And also, I, I'm kind of wondering, like, because they they at least want to get four seasons of this, right? They spent a hundred million dollars. I imagine they want more. They're going to want to get. They spent a billion dollars. We're never going to see those goddamn rings. Yeah. (laughs) No, they spent a billion dollars on this show, and I don't know if that's just first season. Because if it is, um, (laughs) I don't know how they spent that much money because it doesn't look that good. There's, I mean, if I'll give it credit, it's like it's going for the Jackson scope of things. I mentioned this before, like Numenor, as much as the plot in Numenor drags to a halt for me, I love the visuals of it. It reminds me of Venice. So I'm like, mm-hmm. cool. I love and that. It looks a lot like, um, what's that city's name? Gondor. So Minas- like it, 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 yeah, Minas Tirith. Yeah, Minas Tirith, Gondor. Like it looks a lot like the architecture of the movies that were in the Jackson one. So I like that aspect of it. I mean, is it, uh, is it following the like, it's like okay, well, here's a giant sweeping, like awesome scene, and then like here's you know a group of people walking across, and then a boardroom meeting, and then some sort of battle, and, <laughs> and then, is it like is there anything different from the Hobbit movies? <laughs> because otherwise, like... <laughs> yeah, not really. It's yeah, definitely great. a lot of that. <laughs> there is fast travel. I've yeah, before. yeah. There is fast travel, so it doesn't feel like. I mean, they just—it takes forever for anyone to make a decision in some of the plots. So I'm like, or or they always end up being like held up by something. Like that fleet should have left Numenor a lot sooner. Yeah, but like two well, episodes. We got to sabotage. Again. No, that doesn't bother us. We're still going. Right, right. <laughs> Was that you, Isildur? No, of course it wasn't me. <laughs> is is anyone watching Andor? I watched the yeah. first episode. I, I, I didn't mind it. Episodes. Yes. Uh, I am in love with I, that show. I watched the first episode and while I like I, I don't I don't hate it and there's not anything really like wrong with it, I just don't care. Like I I they've used up all their credit with this time period because I'm like even when they make something good, I just don't even care now. I, th- I think that's fair. I, that might just be burnout for you at this point. Yeah, because like you said, it's like you want to see something different. I mean, that's why I do kind of like it. It's like, yeah, it's the same time period, but a lightsaber, a stormtrooper, nothing's shown up there yet. It's just telling a story that happens to take place during this time. And yeah, it's it's eventually going to end up having to connect with 
rebellion stuff because that's clearly where he's going because he was part of the rebellion in Rogue One. So, like, I know Mon Mothma is supposed to show up at some point, and I'm just like, that's probably we'll see how that goes, but that's probably when I'll switch off a little. What I read on this series is um, they're doing two seasons and that's it. Um, the guy who plays Andor said he's not returning of the character. But what I've read is the, every six episodes is a, a year leading up to Rogue One. So by the time they get to the end of the series, it's going to catch up to Rogue One. So there will be no need for this character ever again. But um, I, I can't wait to watch it because Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. Because like you guys were saying with... Um, the series so far is it feels different. Rogue One felt a little different. It was more of a war film than what we've gotten in the past. And I, I'm curious. Um, I'm, I'm sure we'll get some Jedi stuff, but um, I, I, I like what I'm hearing so far. And the fact that it's gotten a good review from Scott means that I'm going to love everything about the show. Yeah, like anytime jaded, Scott tells me he likes Star Wars art. Every time Scott says, I like this, I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be awesome. No, I mean, like, it's good. There's nothing technically wrong with it. Like, I, I just, I'm, I'm burnt out. I, I just, I don't care. Like, I'm I, just I, tired. Yeah, and I mean, like, also, yeah, like, this is a prequel. That guy is dead. Like, I, I, I don't really care how he, how he got to the place. That got him to the place where he died. Like, I, I, I don't really care. <laughs> there was one line that uh, Skarsgård, like, he's talking to Andor, and he's like, he's like, I'm sure you'll die fighting these bastards or something. And I was yeah. like, that's a little too on the on nose. The nose. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, we all know, and you're, you're just calling attention to it. Um, Holy shit, I didn't realize this show had a Skarsgård in it. Like, I'm even <laughs> more sold now. <laughs> yeah, no, he's great. He's, like, probably the best character in it. I'm sure he'll die fighting. Dude, the Scars Guard yes, family. That's exactly. <laughs> they're so talented. Um, I mean, all of them. <laughs> I also love too. It's left a lot of the kiddie stuff at the door. Like the droid is the most kid friendliest thing, but he's not even played up to be cute. Like I felt bad for that droid. Honestly, I'm like that poor little dude. Like yeah, he's just getting abused. He's just getting abused, and like there's brothels in it, and Andor just straight up murders people in the first episode and like i mentioned this to you guys in the chat like the first three episodes work as its own movie and honestly mm. we'll see if i can carry interest past that first movie so i um i really I, enjoyed when mon mothma showed up actually because she shows up in this next episode and it's not played for like oh do you remember who this is it's it's very much just setting up like how she was a player because we only saw her for like a second in return mm. of the jedi and then so Jimmy Smith is going to be right behind her being like, Leia's dad. <laughs> Honestly, if he doesn't show up, I'd be happy. Yeah, I'll be fine they, with they played him up enough in Obi-Wan. I like yeah. I like how Mon Mothma is there and she's like, you know, very upper class, like very privileged. But she's like super paranoid because she's you know part of the Imperial Senate and she can't go anywhere or do anything without feeling like she's being watched so is uh is force cool. whitaker supposed to be in this as yes. what the, whatever his name is yeah i believe so oh, I, okay. I, I they've mentioned his name once i might just like that just because of the fact i like the way he talks <laughs> yeah save the truth deception <laughs> lies <laughs> it does feel like very different tonally like i feel like bringing like more star wars these things into it like the jedi would like ruin it somehow it's just yes, so different absolutely. tonally is is it the same tone because... as like rogue one sorta but more of like a like a political thriller and less of a war film it's like neo noir thriller type of stuff yeah yeah 
though. But I've, yeah. I've really been enjoying it. Uh, the few Star Wars uh, references have been very restrained. Uh, nice. Uh, 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 uh. Is he purposely doing the uh? uh no, 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 no. <laughs> no, he's going through a dead zone or something. Uh, uh, uh. I was wondering, but um. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it. I've been waiting to watch it with Tony. Uh, I might have to eventually give up and watch it on my own because when he comes over, he just wants to play video games. So maybe I'll just jump in myself. I love the soundtrack to it. Yeah. I Who did the soundtrack? Was it um, uh, Giacano? Oh, no. I don't know who does it, but it's like Synthwave. It's okay. like, it's kind of like Blade Runner, Blade Runner Vangelis type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys think of the new Blade Runner series that's coming? Um, sequel to the new one. I haven't really heard much about it. I haven't, nothing about I, I haven't it. heard much about it either. Yeah, it was announced, I think, uh, a couple weeks ago. But um, what the, the topic I want to talk to before we go is we got two different sides of this coin. One, we got um, James Earl Jones agreeing to let his voice be Darth Vader for the rest of Star Wars Eternity. And then on the other hand, we got Bruce Willis, who signed off his rights to studios to make Bruce so, Willis. So real quick, I, I saw an article that said that he hadn't done that. Like that was misinformation. Yeah, I, I saw that as well, and I was going to bring that up. Checking. So apparently he didn't actually sell his rights. Okay, because that was a credible source that like leaked that the first time. Okay, he denies it now. Okay, but let's talk about it in theory, like if that had happened. One, for me... Signing, allowing a studio to make to use your voice for an established character, to me, it's fine as long as you agree to it ahead of time and it's all been worked out with the families. Then I'm down for that. But selling your likeness, because I know they've talked about doing it with James Dean and a few other actors that have passed. Selling the rights to just make shitty movies with your face, to me, I I, I don't want that. Like I don't want more shitty Bruce Willis movies. Like. They're not even Bruce Willis. It's just some. It'd be some guy with a Bruce Willis face, or some guy with a James Dean face. Like we I don't mean, they, need that. They kind of already do it in those shitty Bruce Willis movies because anytime he's not having to be facing the camera, it's a stand-in. It's like someone who's obviously just a bald-headed dude with not the same head structure as Bruce Willis. <laughs> so they're already kind of doing that. So yeah, but I felt really bad for that just because he was having those you know medical problems. So mm-hmm. yeah, my main. I, sorry, oh, go ahead, Scott. Sorry. I was going to say my main issue with this is like if you sell the rights to, you know, anything, then you're going to be tied to a specific studio. So then it's like, well, Disney is the only person who's going to like in this case, it's like the Darth Vader voice. Like, I don't know if they just have rights to James Earl Jones's voice in general or if it's just like we can keep doing Darth Vader. That's what I read the article as an audio edit of Darth Vader's voice. But then it's like, you know. Disney is the only person. I don't know. It just it just opens up like a lot of possibilities for like a lot of weird shit. There's well, there's there's a movie that icky. came out in 2013 called The Congress that talks exactly about this. It stars Robin Wright, and she plays a fictional version of herself who is basically like she hasn't been doing well in her career at that point. She's you know everyone keeps saying it's like well you're past your prime essentially, and so an executive. Uh, convinces her to sign away her likeness to be used in like AI generated movies from here on out. 
and yeah the then it goes into like some really weird sci-fi territory but basically the essential part of it is is that like yeah she is essentially product now like she can't she can never one of the stipulations stipulations is that she can never return to acting because she has signed away her rights to act as her you know um so it, it, it if the family sign off on it if the person in question signs off on it then clearly you know that's their decision they've been informed of all these loopholes hopefully and probably not but i'm more concerned about the technology about it because this stuff's happening already for free on oh, deep fakes and stuff yeah, yeah on people who aren't getting you know who didn't give their permission to do this mm-hmm. like it's been used for some really salacious horrible stuff already uh you know you can you can have a deep fake of obama saying racist things you can have revenge porn out there where yeah. someone puts on someone else's face on top of like uh, a porn actress's body or something like that and it's it's disturbing like the technology the advent of the technology is the more disturbing aspect for me because it's already widely available yeah i, don't know I if saw you guys it. remember um a few years ago there was a video game that had um ellen page in it where they did body scans of him and then they did like they like fully modeled like a nude like cgi model that he didn't agree to and if yeah. like you mess with the camera you could see it like yeah, it was it's... it was meant to be like a sh- up from the shoulders up and for other general like motion capture mm-hmm. but yeah that was like a i can't remember the name of the uh, it's uh, uh beyond two souls I beyond believe. two souls i wanted to say detroit become human because i think it's yeah. by the same guy but yeah um so like just and that that's like was just like the tip of the iceberg for this kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah, i agree and uh, the james earl jones thing um i read it as it's star wars only and for that i'm I'm down for like if they're just going to use his voice for that character, I wouldn't want them to just have James Earl Jones's voice in every other project that they make in the future. That that I I don't agree with that. Like if you're using it for a specific reason to continue the legacy of a character that was created by that person and they are okay with that, then that's where I'm okay. But if you're going to make something new, a brand new character out of somebody that's passed, we don't we don't need that. There's plenty of great actors out there right now that are working hard we don't need them to be covered in robert de niro makeup well, to come out and you know there's plenty of great actors too uh, to counter that a little bit there's plenty of great actors too that have you know tried to take on the continuation of those roles like i actually you know the movie itself has a lot of problems but i actually liked alden emmerich as han solo um, i like the yeah alden, no no I, I can't remember how his name's actually pronounced. My bad. But yeah, that guy, like, I thought he could be a good continuation of what Harrison Ford started with the character. And at this, at this point, too, I kind of, I'm on Max's side of this. It's like uh, an actor isn't their role necessarily all the time, especially dependent on the story that you're trying to tell. You can find a deep voice person who can do a solid continuation of a James Earl Jones voice. For these yeah, roles. but that's. I know I can. I, I think Lando, um, um, Donald Glover's Lando, what might have been better than Billy Dean's, to be completely honest with you, um, to completely go against what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, like, James Earl Jones, if he wants Darth Vader to continue to be his legacy after he's passed for his kids, then that's where I respect the decision. But um, no, I agree. I think they should have recast Leia uh, 100% in episode nine, might have gotten a slightly better movie, but. Um, mm-hmm. No, it's, like I said, if it's if it's an actor who would like to continue their legacy and the, the studio and them can work it out, then 
I'm down. I just don't want new characters created. And like Mike said, uh, the Donald Glover as Lando, we wouldn't have gotten that if they had aged down, you know, Billy D. Williams in Solo. And like I said, I think that that's the better performance of Lando. Like, no offense to the past. I know Billy D. There's no character without Billy D. But I, I think it's. I think there's two issues that I have with it. Um, one being, how do you credit like a, a dead actor? Like, are they going to get like the full? payoff like if they actually acted the role or is it going to be like oh here's you know a couple thousand bucks because you know we already have the the rights to your likeness um and then my other uh point is like i don't understand why they're so yeah like why they're afraid to recast like you know i don't know if they've given an in-universe explanation for it but like you know i'm all for respecting um the Black Panther actor, what's his face? Uh, Chadwick Boseman. Um, but like, I, they could have just re- recast him. Like, I don't know why they have to like completely kill off the character. That's the another same- aspect of it. I think is it's the degree to which that imagery is going to be used. Like, say for well, given, going back to Rogue One, we got a Carrie Fisher deepfake in that. Yes. For like that- five seconds, and while it is jarring, and I, I'm like. This is kind of morbid given the release of the film in conjunction with Carrie Fisher's passing. Certainly, they couldn't help that. Uh, but, like, it, it's not the majority of the film. It, I think what Jason was also saying, too, it's like, it depends on the usage of it very much so. If it's going to be the main thrust of your movie or series, probably not a great idea. Like, what they plan to do with that James, whenever they do it, I don't even know if they're going to do it anymore, that James Dean war dog oh, yeah. where he's yeah. supposed to be a co-lead and i'm like jesus that's well, yeah. not james dean though that's brad pitt for an example let's say brad pitt was playing james dean playing in this movie like that's not james dean that's brad pitt with the makeup on and then casey writes whoa lando is equal to lando though lando should ever be better than another lando that's fair casey yeah sure yeah. i think um, lando would agree with that but but you have Peter Cushing in Rogue One, like to bring up Rogue One again, and, oh, yeah, and he has a lot of like speaking roles. Yeah, that was that was unnerving, especially yeah, when I they had like already either. recast him in Episode Three for that, that very quick final shot. Like, why can't we just get a real actor? Like, yeah. I, you you dress him up and you give him like you know the makeup and stuff. I'll I'll know who you who he's supposed to be. Yeah, that's. We're just like oh, like Governor Tarkin. Oh, hi. Like, just have a, a throwaway line, like, oh, that's who this character is. Like, you don't even really need to know who he is from A New Hope if you're just coming into that movie. You just need to know he's a high-up Imperial. Yeah. And, like, Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian, I'm going to use that as an example. As much as it did not bother me personally, <laughs> I am 100% on the train that they need to recast Luke Skywalker if they're going to use Luke Skywalker. I mean... He's there. We, he works for Disney. Like you have the perfect actor to replace uh, Mark Hamill, and they just haven't done it. I don't understand why. Are you talking about Sebastian Stan? Yes, of course I'm talking about. I mean, he looks just like him. <laughs> I think some of that is a little deep faked up too. Like I'm sure they Photoshop it because there's like pictures of him like side by side. And I'm sure there's a little trickery to make him look more like. Oh yeah, nothing's Mark authentic. Hamill. You can make him up <laughs> a little bit, but he's I, a great I don't actor. Trust, I don't trust anything that filmmakers put on the screen anymore as being like legitimate this is what happened on the set anymore right. 
not even Tom Cruise stuff because Tom Cruise does this too. He, I mean, for all he can do genuine action sequences and things like that, he digitally de-ages himself in his movies. Mm-hmm. Like he get, they get rid of his crow's feet and everything and bulk him up a little bit more than he actually is because glamour. Oh yeah. I'd like to spend two, a half, a quarter of a million dollars making me look better on screen, please. That's why, that's why they, well, part of the reason why, like they didn't ask Kelly McGillis to come back for, Top Gun Maverick is because oh my gosh she actually looks like her age. Yeah, <laughs> that's rough. How yeah. dare how dare Tom Cruise act opposite someone who actually looks like their age and looks right, like right, his right. age? Sounds like Casey is agreeing with us. Sadly, the deep fake works are going to be changing the landscape of acting. It's neat to throw a few minutes of a character in there, i.e., the Carrie Fisher, Leia, and Rogue One. Why can't we just get new stories and new characters? Yeah, agreed. <laughs> We're bankrupt We've, in terms of creativity in that front. Absolutely. Yeah we, yeah, we definitely have lost some creativity or a lot of creativity in terms of new stories on the in these big uh, organizations. It sucks. Yeah, with like for example, you guys brought up Black Panther. Um, I understand why they didn't want to put a new Black Panther, a new you know, the same character as Chadwick Boseman into the sequel. They they wanted to give it some time. But I don't understand why they had to kill him. Like, just have him be somewhere else during the duration of this film, and then you well, can recast the character back later. I mean, she says her whole family is dead in the trailer, and then there's a a billboard like tribute to him. Okay, because that yeah, I hadn't really. I've seen like the one trailer, and I haven't really looked into like a lot of the background production notes and rumors and stuff like that. I just I knew he wasn't gonna be in it and I hadn't heard an official in universe reason for why. I think because Black Panther two was about the film when he passed. And I think that I understand not wanting to bring that character back right away because you know guy just passed away. Like you mm-hmm. want to have some sort of a a space between that time. But I think like with Princess Leia, I think it undermines the legacy not to recast and make the character the best you possibly can because I think Carrie Fisher was done a disservice in episode nine because of what they did with her character. Like even in I Rogue think... One, I thought the CGI just wasn't quite there. Like you could show her from just from the back, yeah, and she's get and get Carrie Fisher to say her one little line. You don't need to show her weird like plastic face. Yeah. Or use her daughter. Her daughter looks just like her. Like you could have just yeah. put her daughter in that yeah. role, and it would have been perfect. And she's in the Star Wars universe. Like she's in the movies. Like she was. It's not... Like, yeah. it's a stretch. Yeah, it's really weird, too, because if anything, um, what I think also to echo what George was saying is, like, the technology shown that nothing is off limits now. Like, they're de-aging the Stranger Things kids in this recent... Like, they de-age Millie Bobby Brown to look like she did back in the first season when it's like... <laughs> that 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 threw... Like, I wasn't vibing with the newest season of Stranger Things anyways, but then any of those flashback sequences where you see like little de-aged Millie Bobby Brown, I'm like, that's creepy. This Mm -hmm. like, she just turned 18. She really doesn't look that drastically different from when she started the series. You're you're Uh, telling me there's not a more practical way you could have her work in those flashback sequences and not have this little weird child running around with Millie Bobby's face post pasted (laughs) on top of her. Like it's, it's creepy. It's really, really creepy. That didn't bother me so much, but uh, it chapter two is the one that really got to me because they they should have filmed all the kids stuff ahead of time. I know that they knew they were going to make a second part to that movie. There's no reason they couldn't have done that. And in it chapter two, some of the kids' voices are so off, and I know that like I've watched it with people, and they're like, "No, it sounds the same." <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, uh, uh, 
Finn Wolfhard's voice is a lot higher in Chapter 2 than it was in anything that he's ever been in. And uh, the kid who played Eddie's voice was super high in the second part. And that bothered me when the voices did not match like the previous voices. Like they were just a little too squeaky. You know what if I mean? You, it's like, if you ever go back and watch the first Harry Potter movie and then like immediately watch the second, like it's so drastic. Like it's only <laughs> been like a year or two. And these kids have like, you know, they were there at a point in their lives where like they age you know, and change quickly. So it's almost like we watch them grow up on screen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is nice, you know what I mean? I like so, that. But when you try to contain them, like, in that moment in time, that's when it just becomes kind of weird. Of, speaking of Harry Potter, is that, what's his name, Ron, in that cabin movie, the, Sh- the Shyamalan? Did you guys see the trailer for that with Batista? Yeah. No. Uh, I th- I saw a trailer for something that had Rupert Grant in it. Yeah, I thought, is, is that, is, is that, is, I was is that, like, is that a Shyamalan yeah, I think so. It, I, it looks good. Um, what was Shyamalan made recently? I liked The Visit. He had that, that split. The island thing where they were dying on it. Like, I haven't old, seen that yet. Old. Old. Old is hilarious. It's not good, but it's hilarious. I, I watched like the first 20 minutes of it and got bored and turned it off. Like it was, it was just so like the writing was just so obvious they're like oh you're gonna you're gonna miss this when you get older it was like so many lines like that where they're basically staring at the this you know audience like you guys saw the trailer right i I don't know i mean no one talks like a human in that either yeah oh that's another example though because they he i mean i'll give them credit on this they don't like deep fake people to look younger than what they are in that movie they just get actors to look older yeah or they like they just you know Get people to convincingly look good in makeup. That Age up the kids, guys. We have these short old people running around. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Like there, there's a point with with uh, with the younger actors in that movie where there you could have just had like a one kid play two different ages or something like that, or things like that. Or you could have had like the actor, one of the older actors, as they naturally look right now at their natural age. You could have had them look younger. But it's just like, nope. Let's just get older-looking actors. Let's get let's let this kid look like he's gonna be Stanley Tucci later on. <laughs> nice. I I want to see it. I haven't seen it yet. But the one thing about M Night Shyamalan, whoever does his trailers, they do a fantastic job of making you want to see the movie until you see M Night Shyamalan, and then the uh, hesitation creeps in. But because I thought that that ha- Cabin in the Woods movie, I thought it looks pretty good. But then you see M Night Shyamalan, you're like. Oh, Maybe, maybe it's got like a 33% chance of being good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not when I when I go to a Shyamalan movie anymore, I'm just kind of like, I kind of know what to expect at this point. I just mm-hmm. hope I'm entertained either in terms of, oh, you know what? That's surprisingly suspenseful and effective or entertained by <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> right? Like, I know I'm getting either one of those, so. <laughs> Well, everybody, we've said it all. Uh, I want to uh, shout out Casey, who was in the comments today. Casey's a good friend of the show. Check out the Scene Snobs every Tuesday at 9 o'clock and Friday mornings. They're doing a morning drive show, so definitely check that out. Uh, we are the Three Geeks Podcast. It was really nice seeing Scott on today. Um, we hadn't seen Scott since, like I said, the last Cobra Kai episode, so we'll see Scott again when Season 6 drops in a couple of years. So I'm looking forward to Scott coming on again. Cobra Kai is the show that brought Scott and I together because we don't agree on much of anything else, but we do do agree on that. Uh, Oh, you love Picard. Admit it, Scott. You're right. It would mess with my image if I came out in the middle of it. (laughs) I'll I'll come back 
to to bash on season three of Picard. I know I didn't really come back to bash on two, probably because I only watched about two at least at least they're letting them out. play their age in that show. A yeah, bunch of old folks hopping around the galaxy. I don't know, man. I. <laughs> I did not watch season two of Picard, but I am super excited for season three. I know it's going to disappoint me, but I like. The, you never watched season two. How are you saying for back. season three? Because the original next gen <laughs> cast. Because the next gen cast is back. Like they're all back. They're on a mission together. That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> season two was such a nothing happened. Who yeah. cares? Season. They're all back and they're tired. And they gave Will Wheaton a job. <laughs> like Will Wheaton's been wanting to be back on Star Trek for some time. He <laughs> came back, back for. And... He was in season two. For like a minute. Nice. Uh, follow us at the Big Each Podcast. Go check out <laughs> youtube.com forward slash Mike McGee TV. And we will see you guys next week. See everybody. Yeah. Uh, recycle your droids. Thanks, Mike. I was hoping somebody would do it.